Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon. We've been married for 16 years. We have four kids, and this is a special episode of Forefront. We're taking a closer look. A closer look at learning. Usually we ask each other, what's something that brought you joy this week? What's something that's been hard this week? And what's been on the forefront of your mind this week? These are all questions from our weekly marriage check-in, which is an expanded list of things that are good to discuss as spouses. So this week, we are taking a closer look at another question, which is, what is something you learned this week? Always a student, always learning. We find that to be valuable, but also valuable is to be engaged in your spouse and encourage your spouse to keep learning. So we're going to talk about how all this ties into marriage later on in the podcast. But first, we're going to find out how different we are from each other in what we've learned. I think it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So why don't you kick us off and tell us what's something that you've learned this week? I've been studying alligator abnormalities. Mm. (laughs) You look both surprised and not surprised at the same time. you know. Yeah. Okay, so I came across this alligator zoo that houses the largest crocodile in the world. Please tell me it's by the beach. It is by the beach, in Myrtle Beach. Excellent. Where my brother lives, so we may take a trip, FYI. So anyways, largest crocodile in the world, 18 foot. His name is Utan. He lives at this zoo, right? They also have this alligator named Bob. Bob was born without a tail which apparently is a very common birth defect in alligators. Really? I had no idea. Me neither. Mm -mm. That's crazy. Alligator needs a tail to do a lot of things, especially swim, right? Yeah. But without a tail, Bob can't swim, which is probably why they called him Bob. (laughs) (laughs) It says on the website, come see Bob. Oh, no. (laughs) They also have uh, a bunch of albino alligators. Uh Fascinating, beautiful creatures. But this is something I I learned. The difference between albino and leucism. Oh. Yeah, albino. In both cases, you've got the white skin, right? Okay. But albino, you've got the red or pink eyes, right? Yeah, Yeah. Where with leucism, you've got these incredible deep blue eyes. Oh. Imagine the contrast with the white skin on this alligator with the blue eyes. So beautiful. Magnificent creatures. Oh, that would be so much nicer to look at than the red eyes. That always scares me a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'm all on board. We can go tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow? (laughs) Excellent. So that's something I've been learning about this week. So you asked. So there you go. There we go. Yep. Uh, What's something that you have been learning this week? Well, I haven't been studying alligators, but (laughs) here's what I'll tell you I've learned. I've been learning about the Pharisees this week. Okay. So in the New Testament, when Jesus is on the scene, we always see him interacting with the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. But where did the Pharisees come from? Hmm. Because they're not in the Old Testament, and all of a sudden, there's the New Testament, and they are very prominent. Yeah. What I've learned is the root of that Phariseeism really came from 
the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. Really? That time period. So in the Old Testament, there was a Mosaic law that really was a blessing, cursing sort of law. So if you obey God, you will be blessed. If you disobey these commands, you will be cursed. And that curse came through captivity. Mm-hmm. And so Israel and Judah had been taken captive, and then they were allowed to come back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And Ezra and Nehemiah were leading that and leading the people at that time. And they really had good intentions mm-hmm. and wanted to prevent another captivity right so they wanted to teach the people to obey god's laws so that they would not be cursed again right okay Mm -hmm. that's a good intention that's a great thing totally and they also wanted to preserve the culture of the jewish people sure okay also that's fine that's a great thing okay but in doing that what happened was this scribe priest hybrid was introduced and this person was in charge of studying the law and teaching the law okay so that's what the pharisees were doing Mm. but in order to protect god's law they started to build a hedge around it so there's the mosaic law but just to keep that totally safe they expanded it a little bit oh that's where this came from. So these priest scribes, which became the Pharisees, were in charge of knowing the law, mm-hmm. knowing the extra law around it, and instructing the people with that extra law. So good intentions. Oh, yeah. They had great intentions. Taken too far and eventually transformed into something not so great. Yeah. So that's what I learned this week. And Wow. I think that's fascinating. I mean, always good to find the culture to help better understand the Bible uh, and to better understand how do we how do we avoid being Pharisees, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, so that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. All right. So that's a closer look at what we have been learning. But I think the bigger question really in marriage is how do we encourage one another to keep learning hmm. or cultivate that environment of learning for one another Mm. so let me throw that to you as you look at things that you want to learn in the future or even things that you have learned what is that that i've done that's helped you to cultivate that environment of learning Mm. or what could i do better to support you in things that you want to learn about in the future easy answer you have actually helped me learn about alligator abnormalities (laughs) Because let me let me explain. Okay, so when I started finding information about alligator abnormalities and birth defects, I <laughs> mm-hmm. found it so interesting that I called the kids over. I'm like, you guys got to see this. So I found that teachable moment. Here's something really interesting, and I can engage in my kids and teach them something about that so we can learn together. Mm-hmm. Now, this all goes back to something you've said in the past, Christina, because remember, I'm a words of affirmation guy, yeah, right? right? Yep. And you've mentioned in the past how valuable you find it when I teach the kids, when I spend time to read to them, Mm -hmm. to engage with them and make them overall interested in learning things. I mean, that was, I heard your voice in the back of my head, (laughs) get the kids. (laughs) 
teach them teach about them. alligators. No, so <laughs> your encourage your words of encouragement really help me to want to learn more because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you really want to understand something, teach it. Mm. Oh yeah, so for if, sure. If I'm teaching my kids about these things, I better have my facts straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know as much about it as I can as I uh, teach teach my kids about it. So sure. whether it's like alligators or 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 something super important like uh, like the Bible mm-hmm. or math or whatever it is, presidential history. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's dive in and let's uh, let's understand it and and uh, and engage with the kids. So your words of affirmation really helped kickstart that in me. Okay, well that's good to know. That's helpful to know, and and I will try to remember to <laughs> do that more often than affirm you verbally. <laughs> Tell me you love that I taught our kids about alligator I birth defects. I love that you taught our kids about alligator birth defects. Even Bob. <laughs> Even Bob. I love that. That's our dinner time conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's <laughs> this oh, is man. great. This is so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's something that I do, have done, or you want me to do to help you uh, learn more? Sure. Well, I am externally motivated. Yeah. I know that I perform better, learn better, do better if there's some sort of outside accountability. Mm. And what I've found is that you don't really count as my spouse. Uh, that doesn't sound <laughs> Let's right. That doesn't. That. that does. You totally count and matter. <laughs> That's not what I meant. My expectations don't keep you accountable. Yes, exactly. So. I need external accountability sure, to be motivated because here's the reason. In a marriage, it's too easy for me to say, oh, you know, I don't have time because, you know, we're so busy this weekend. And you as my spouse would be like, oh, you're right. You know, it's a stressful weekend. You don't, you don't need to do that work or that study mm. or whatever. Just, you know, let's. Let's watch Netflix or, you know, whatever. Kick your feet up. You had a rough week with everything. Right. And And so as spouses, we can kind of just like, oh, just sweep it under the rug. It'll be fine. Mm. So it doesn't really provide enough of an external accountability for me. So I need more than that. And in learning that and knowing that about myself, you have allowed me to partake in organizations or these seminary classes or women's Bible studies or whatever it is, like something outside that has a schedule and Mm. the schedule determines you must read this book by this date or else, you know, and it's (laughs) really like the or else is what, what is it? Like you don't get to, I don't even know. There's really not a punishment. But that expectation is on you and that motivates you. Right. It does. It does. And and I need it and I love it. Mm -hmm. And kind of like what you said about if you want to learn something, teach it. Okay. If you want to study something, join a group or have an expectation. If I'm joining a book study, I know that not only do I have to read the book, I have to show up with some 
input about the book, of, like mm-hmm. thoughts to share. And so that's really, really motivating to me. And I love it. It's so good. So you here's the thing in marriage, though. You have allowed me to do those things guilt-free. Hmm. Guilt-free. Like I can go... And we limit how many things I'm in. We can't do everything. We can't do everything. I'm not gone every single night of the week. Right. But, you know, if we say, like, yes, you are in this Thursday night Bible study, like, I just go and I know that you are supportive of that. Mm. And so you allow me to do it, but you allow me to do it like I don't feel bad. I don't feel like, oh, you know, my husband's home with the kids or, you know, I'm... I'm inconveniencing you in some way. We're probably watching Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> probably learning about alligator defects. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that that really encourages me to learn. Okay. Interesting. I think this is something I learned years ago. We were younger. We were still trying to figure life out, right? Mm-hmm. And you had joined this Bible study with a few close friends, uh, Beth Moore's study. Mm-hmm. And was it every Thursday night you would uh, you would meet these friends? Because the question was like, how do I lead my family and how do I lead my wife spiritually and do that well? Mm-hmm. And to see how much you were learning and how much you were being encouraged uh, by meeting with your friends doing this Bethmore Bible study. Yeah, I mean, I am all in. I'll take care of the kids. I'll take care of the dishes. Whatever you know, you just go and do because. That was valuable to me to see how much you were being poured in at that time. That meant something to me. Mm. So, yeah, let me do whatever I possibly can to make that happen. Don't worry about it. Go. So that's like servant leadership, sort of. I mean, you were leading me spiritually by serving me and allowing Mm. me to go. And, um, And, you know, at that time we had young, young kids. Yeah. And so it is like that means that you're home doing diaper changes and bath time <laughs> and, you know, all all those things. That's servant leadership, I guess. So mm. thank you. And also to see that how many years later that that group really meant a lot to you. And it's kind of this pattern we've developed. Never really put a lot of thought into it until now. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. Yeah. So hopefully that will spur you on to have a conversation with your spouse. You can download our weekly marriage check-in. It's in our show notes. And check in with your spouse. What have they been learning this week? And maybe ask that additional follow-up question. How can I best cultivate an environment of learning for you? This is Forefront Podcast with Adam and Christina Hannon. Thanks for listening. 